Hi, my name's Grant Borland, and you're listening to the Thought Collective Podcast. Today on this episode, I've got Tim Bagwell, uh, founder and owner of Epian Royal, and a few other things. Uh, Tim, thanks for for coming on. No problem. It was my pleasure to be here (laughs) in my own office. In your own office, yeah. I appreciate you bringing all of this expensive equipment that puts our podcast to shame. This is more equipment for two people than we have for three people on our podcast. Yeah, no. We might as well plug our mics in with like auxiliary cables and not the thick ones, the thin ones for your car. Like they're, they're like, not the quarter inch jack. The ones that shit out after a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, the ones you order on Amazon in like 10 packs and then they get ruined and you right. still get mad. You're like, yo, this is fabric wrapped USB. This is as good as it gets. Yep. This should last longer than a month. Yeah. But but the thing is, you put your phone in your pocket sometimes in the car or something. Yeah. Like you might be texting, you put it in your pocket and you walk out of the car with the auxiliary cable plugged in. Yep. So it's really our fault, guys. It's game over. Auxiliary cables matter. All right, enough of that. <laughs> Just so you guys know, listen. Um, I'm going on three hours of sleep, family. Oh, shit. Bear with me. Oh, shit. Forgive me. It's going to be a good one. Let's go. Buckle in. Whoop. Um, all right, man. Well, I mean, for people that don't know you, you own Epion Royal, a few other things. I mean, clothing company. Yeah, I run a clothing company called Epion Royal. started in 2009 out of the trunk of my car. I uh, got fired. I had day jobs from like 11 years old, like literally 11 years old till 19. And then I started Epion Royal. I lost my job at Red Lobster. Yes. You know, sometimes you just play around too much. Yeah. Stuff happens. Yeah. Stuff gets broke. Stuff gets lost. <laughs> Food gets eaten that wasn't paid for. Yeah. It gets wild. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I lost my job. And then I had like $300 in credit card debt because I would just buy stuff on cra- cards and then just pay it off when I got my check. Like mm-hmm. I'd always pay my card off to build my credit. And um, yeah, I had $300 in debt, but I had $150. It was like my last paycheck. I only got paid for like a, a couple of days because I was only there for a part of my shift before I got fired. Yeah. And I took the money and I spent it on t-shirts. So I got like 50 shirts made for like 150. Is that the right math? I don't know. I got, I spent $150. I got around 50 shirts made. And then yeah. I started just selling them at skate parks, like outdoor parks. And I would keep them all in my trunk, like a store, you know, they'd be yeah. folded and organized and there'd be like a price sign and stuff. Yeah. And then like, I would just skateboard in the shirt because there was only one at the time. Yeah. And people would just ask about it. That's kind of how it started. So you kind of started at the skate parks because you liked skating there, and it just kind of made most sense to start selling there, probably. Well, yeah, I think like skateboarding culture is like one of those things that per- perpetuates. It like forces you to want to do some creative shit mm-hmm. because the graphic arts on the board, the graphic arts on the shirts, the shirts, the pants, the shoes, all the like pretentious terminology that skateboard companies use to like overhype things and. Like, when you're younger, that's, like, what you live for. You're like, oh, my. Like, you love the shoes and the technology and the air bubbles. So, for me, it was kind of, like, closed with something that I already like to do. Yeah. Um, and when I was a skateboarder, I had a couple sponsors uh, early on. But um, 
I always felt like I always kind of hated wearing other people's stuff. I got to a point where I didn't want to wear other people's clothes <laughs> because like um, it like didn't mean anything. It was just a logo. Yeah. And then like some brand from California. Yeah. That like, like you know, it's like elitist mentality. So okay. I just started my own brand. Yeah. And I was going to the skate park anyway because I didn't have a job and I was, it was like the first time I like didn't work in a long time so I was just taking advantage of it and I would go to the skate park wear the shirt I knew a ton of people that skated anyway yeah. and like all my friends uh, the people I knew that skated and the ones that were really good I would like give them a free shirt every now and then mm -hmm. and then and these are like just friends you know Right. and then so if we're all at the same park and they're significantly better than me and they skate well um, the younger kids look at that and they're like oh this guy wears it like what is that shirt like oh i want one and go. my trunk is full of them yeah. and i'm selling them for 10 bucks at the time so everybody can afford it yeah um and that's like really how i started but like yeah the interesting skateboarding it was just kind of like a natural progression yeah so you said you started in 2009 so you're going on 10 years now over 10 years now. over 10 years Slightly now over 10 years yeah. like three months okay. it's really more than that because i started in 2008 like, I, I had the idea when I was still working at Red Lobster. Like, it was, okay. like, my escape plan. Yeah. You know, like, I, I had, like, cabin fever, like, Stockholm Syndrome. Like, I, I had been there for so long, and I had had day jobs, and I really just wanted to do more with my life. So I said, you know what? I, I would never quit a job. Yeah. You know, I would never quit a job. Yeah. Um, and I felt like, you know what? This forced me to quit. I didn't quit, but it forced me to separate from the source of income that I was making. Because when I worked at Red Lobster... At the time, I made substantially more money than anybody does, like that had a job that I went to school with. Yeah. Um, because I worked in the kitchen. My brother worked there too. Oh, okay. And I had already taken culinary arts classes, so I knew what I was doing in the kitchen and the different jobs. Like I did a bunch of different jobs there, and um, I got paid really well. And I worked like forty hours a week. I worked way more than they were allowing students to work at the time. Oh, really? Like, literally, like uh. And a lot of times I wouldn't even let the managers know that I was taking shifts from other employees. So okay. like if they gave me four shifts, that's a max I could work like 30 hours. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, Grant, uh, I see you working on Saturday, but, um, you know, it's going to be nice out and, you know, I'll close. Like it's a closing day. It's going to be slammed, you know, so-and-so is working. You don't like that guy anyway. I, <laughs> I, I need the money. And yeah. I didn't because I already worked the max that like a 17-year-old could work. Yeah. But I would like pick up somebody else's shift. And then make like whatever the 40 hours was and then like get that over time. And then my managers will always come up to me and be like, hey, you can't do this. You can't do this. Every time I did it, they say you can't do it. Huh. And I did that all the time until they're literally like, you can't do this. We're going to fire you. I was like, all right, cool. Oh, no, really? Yeah, but yeah, I closed all the time. Like, yeah. I hated the job, but like it paid well. Yeah. And like I said, like skateboarding is so consumer driven. I was just like buying so many things like little skateboards and mm -hmm. the shoe. I had like 200 pairs of shoes. They're yeah. so skateboarding shoes are expensive. I just kind of was all in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's been about, it's probably really been about 11 years and in like including like conception and stuff. But like, I think, I think ideas just kind of don't exist, you know? Yeah. Until you act on them. So that's why I just say, 2009 is when we started so okay when I really actually had a physical item to offer to other people yeah were you thinking of selling shirts and stuff or did it kind of start off with like a design thing just like a creative outlet i mean well when i was in high school i used to like make shirts with spray paint and i would like oh. make stencils yeah. and then spray paint the stencils and i would make the stencil out of like really cheap poster board from like the dollar general yeah and i would literally be like uh 
like I would just wear them all the time. They were like like different. Like I had one that was like all white, but it had like pink and black spray paint all over it. Okay. But I washed it like thirty times. I wore it all summer, but when I went to school that next year, I wore it to school, mm-hmm. and people were always like, "Oh my god, that's so crazy!" It's like tie dye, but it was really just this disgusting white <laughs> shirt that has been skated in, yeah. white blood up with dirt. But when you wash it, it just looks like faded and cool, you know? Yeah. It was like really just this it's nasty gross. shirt. Yeah. And people were like. Oh, will you make me one? I'd be like, yeah, you know, there it five is. bucks. There it is, man. Five dollars. There's the business. And then I would set up in the atrium. It was like the cafeteria. It's like a fancy high school. So they had this big grand entrance. Yeah. And there was tables in there. And we would get there early. Um, and we would just be sitting there like right in the entryway. And I'd have all the shirts folded up like they are right on those stacks. That's like how I learned to fold them like in high school like that. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, and I fold them the same way. It's like not the best way to fold them. Yeah. But that's just how I fold them, you know. Um, and I would just have them on a table and like people would come pick up their like custom orders. Like if they wanted like a Burton logo or something, I would do that too. Yeah. And then, um, but like that kind of stopped, you know, like that was like almost like like a one semester type of thing, you know, it was like a lot of work mm-hmm. and I was charging not enough. I was charging five bucks a shirt. Yeah. And a shirt was like $4. Oh, shit. And the spray paint was like <laughs> my only variable. Like, yes. You ended up losing 75 money. cents worth of profit on this. Yeah. Yes. I'm about to get chocolate milk today, boys. No more white milk for me. Eating good tonight. Just brown milk. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Um, I know too, like the way I met you was through music. You know, I had a buddy that had heard of your company and I think Who I was, is it? um, just say a first name. Maybe I'll know. Alec. He's got a twin brother, Adam. Shit, I don't know. And, oh wait. Yeah. Listen, does the last name start with a W? Yes. You yeah. know what's crazy though? What's that? I've never met them. Really? Never in my life. But you know, I know exactly who you're talking. His yeah. brother's name's Adam. Yeah. And his Alec. Like, uh, I like never met them, but they, uh, when people, when people order stuff from my website, yeah, it's like, I never forget the name. If I hear the name oh, really? again, I'll be able to, like you said the last name and I was like, what's the first name, you know? Yeah. yeah or right. like when you said the first name, you said yeah. it's a brother named Adam. I was like, I've seen these names before on my website, like, oh, yeah. on my orders. Um, and I like never forget. Oh, people that's think weird. that's weird, which it is kind of, yeah. it's like, sometimes I'll remember like the name of the street. <laughs> Because really? I as I'm because I write them out by hand, yeah. so every order I get, I write the name out by hand. So there's this tactile uh, commitment to reading it and writing yeah, it down shit. and making it exist. And when you do that, the street names would always be really interesting because it was, uh, like, early on in Epion Royal, I had more supporters in like Tokyo and New York City yeah. than I did in Detroit. Like, huh. no, but nobody in Detroit even liked it, you really? know, other than skateboarders, like kids that went to shows. Yeah. Because if you think about the Detroit apparel, it's like all like the lowest hanging fruit type of offering. There's there's no brand that's like we're a Detroit brand and we we emphasize we don't we don't focus on one aesthetic period. We just express ourselves and do different aesthetics Mm -hmm. but they're all tied together with our branding you know like no matter what like more so now than even before then but when a shirt has a sleeve print it has all the tags and all that's uniform Mm -hmm. and the aesthetic is kind of is similar because the same person is making the art yeah you can have a shirt that says 1-800 they want you dead on it and like it'll be completely over people's head because you wrote 1-800 
the letters T Y T W Y D, right? That's something oh. I put on a shirt before. Yeah. And then I had uh, the dials on the back. Yeah. So on the back of the shirt, this was part part of that. Uh, I think it was a. Uh, what was that? Not the Absence Collection. There was another one. Oh, the Dark Matter Collection. Oh, okay. Because yeah. on the front it said one eight hundred. They want you dead, but like the letters and yeah. the back, it had that old school dial where you like put your finger in the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I remember. But it's that like one. stuff like that. Yeah. But the, all those shirts sold out. Really. And it's it's obscure compared to something that's like our Detroit Forever shirt or yeah. like the Joe Louis shirt or the classic logo even. Mm-hmm. But the same audience is buying just as many of those as they are anything else. Okay. Huh. Um, but yeah. Damn. Let's uh let's talk a little bit too about the name Epi Royal. I mean, I know that there's a deep meaning behind that, or, you know, or there's there's well, meaning behind it to you, you know. Honestly, it's been so long since I've had to even define that because I know what it means, yeah. like the back of my hand. But when we would do shows, people would actually ask the meaning of things. They'd ask the meaning of some art, like or the name, or like yeah. that's what people like. Honestly, I think the name and just whatever i think something and i think the name contributed is what made people like draw attention to it maybe like the aesthetic of the text logo is just yeah. weird or something especially for hardcore music yeah skateboarding my clothes didn't look like anything skateboarding brands made yeah. and when i was like heavily involved in a music scene even then uh like we didn't fit in there neither yeah at all yeah but we were the biggest brand in the scene huh bigger than all of them yeah like Ever since, oh wait, I can't, I'm not gonna, I forgot we were being, I thought, I forgot we were recording your podcast. No shit. I thought this was for my thing, I was about to say some wild stuff. Oh shit. Hello guys, welcome back <laughs> to the Grant Borland experience. I'm your host, Grant Borland, we are here today to so, speak proper English. So proper. But um, the name basically is like a, an oxymoron, and it means Epion, uh, it, it doesn't have a real definition, it's a, it's a Gundam. Okay. Off, a, off a Japanese animation show called Gundam Wing. Okay. And it's it's like the the most hardcore Gundam of the series. And it's like the coolest looking. Uh, all the other ones are like gray, blue, yellow, like all together. You know, they look like more Power Ranger type things. But oh, this guy okay. who's like black and like burgundy. Yeah. And he had like this whip and it had like electric power. It's crazy. He had a huh. sword and shit. Yeah. But, um, but basically when I was looking, I was like, I was like, can I even use that word? Like, cause I always liked the way it looked. Epion. When yeah. I had when I had screen names on like AOL and some Messenger, yeah. I always had the word Epion in it, okay. like somehow. Yeah. Um, and it was like I don't know why I identified. Maybe the way it looked, like typographically speaking. Yeah. Something about those words in that order to me, just like I never let it go. Like I use it as AOL. Like I'm talking about when I was like in sixth grade, mm-hmm. I had an AOL screen name oh. that was like like epion battle yeah something something you know okay x x yeah trying to be edgy (laughs) yeah but basically i looked up i was looking up the meaning and there's a fan fiction like all these people have like this like lore i don't don't know maybe there's more lore that i don't know about but basically in what i discovered these people in this lore this word meant like you come from a place that's hard to survive in you don't have means provided for you you don't have expectations you don't have like a name mm-hmm. and basically that's what it means it means to be poor and to have no like people have no expectation of you because they don't see you as having any value okay. and on the logo the e is backwards right yeah keep that in mind the e is backwards 
the word royal is the exact opposite. There's expectations of you. You have everything provided for you. And people see you, they, they hold you to high praise. Yeah. So together for me, I, it's like I created an oxymoron. And keep in mind, like I, I never knew anybody was going to even know about this stuff when I was making it up. Yeah. So this is just stuff that I like made up because I thought, oh, this is cool. Like I found out about this. I didn't even know it had a meaning. Like I was excited about this like arrangement of letters that liked this that represented this character on the show that it was like my favorite character. Yeah. Besides, this one called Heavy Arms. Are you familiar with that show? No, no, I'm not. There's one called Heavy Arms. That's probably like my real favorite one. Okay. But Epion is the name of my brand, so I can't. You, <laughs> you can't know. say that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So together, what it means to me is, even though you don't come from uh, money and you don't, and nobody nobody expects you to do anything. Yeah. You know, like you come from a place that you know, if you get a day job, your family's like, all right, cool. You got an apartment. You got a day job. You got a mobile home. You know, like the very modest of means. Yeah. It's like nobody has expectations of you. So even though you grow up poor, nobody even cares. Like. You don't have any expectations. You have to work for every single thing that you own. You have to go through adversity to earn these things and to keep them. Because when you earn it, you have to keep it. Yeah. Everything has a cost to keep. Yeah. And it's like, even though you weren't royal, you didn't have everything handed to you through your hard work and expressing yourself in the most pure way, not being afraid of how people are going to perceive you. Mm -hmm. That's how you become successful. That was like my whole thing. Even though you weren't born with money, yeah. if you if you put the grind in, you can make yourself royal. Yeah. And you really can. Yeah. You know, uh, and royal, like in retrospect, like I hate when people are like, yo, I'm royal. And they're like, yo, I'm a king and all this. Cause that's mm -hmm. not even why I chose it. Yeah. You know, it's not even to be pretentious or anything. It's literally for the oxymoron. Yeah. And each, each word has five letters. So typographically you can make it look incredible. Yeah. Um, each word, E P Y R O Y. Yeah. Know? There's, there's a lot of play in there and I'm a designer. So it's fun to be able to have a challenge when it comes to like, yeah. Making words actually look cool. Yeah. Most words like don't look cool at all. If you stare at a word too long, yeah. you're like, is that how you even spell it? I'll yes, spell Doug's yes. name like 50 times <laughs> yeah. on like promo cards. I'm like, all right, here's your promo cards so he can yeah. give them out to people that don't buy stuff from us. Uh -huh. I'm like writing Doug so long. I'm looking at him like, <laughs> they really put an O and a U in this? <laughs> yeah. Couldn't they just say D-U-G? <laughs> this, yeah. would, this would make my job 25% easier. And I'm looking at it like, I'm spelling this wrong. Yeah. I literally would be like, is that how to spell your name <laughs> you know i can't even spell my name on my uh discount cards like really? I just yeah i just picked three letters and i'm like bop, 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 bop. i tried them all in uppercase i don't care if it spells anything let's go yeah just tbz like <laughs> simple because i gotta write it out i don't want to yeah write out like my whole full name um. a government name but yeah that's that's the the name of the brand is it's just an oxymoron and really really like through these 10 years like that's what i've illustrated yeah because like i've had a lot of adversity from naysayers from other clothing company owners promoters that like were my rivals before i even started a brand you know there's so much deep-seated like animosity towards the fact that i wanted to even do the brand in the first place and the fact that it got so big to this point um like, this time last year, I didn't have nearly as much inventory as I do now. Okay. And I, yeah. like, this time three years ago, forget about that. Yeah. You know, because I would do very low numbers and mm -hmm. then sell them all. Oh, new collection. Let's get creative, you know? Yeah. That's how it was. I would do, like, five shirts or something, four or five, six shirts. I would do, like, 30 in each, and that's it. Yeah. What do you think changed? I mean, why? 
Well, I keep more inventory. It's hard. Oh, well, first of all, we, we keep more inventory on hand. Yeah. Because uh, at Eastern Market oh. and other big events, we weren't doing big events like that before where there's a huge demand for specific sizes. Yeah. And at Eastern Market, if you don't have all the sizes, you, you're really losing the money. But like the customer is more important than the actual amount you get from the transaction because these are people that if they appreciate your product and, and it's of quality when they wash it and they wear it and they beat it up, mm-hmm. these are people that are going to invest in you and you know record a podcast with you years <laughs> later. You know yeah. That's just how it works. And yeah. I'm the type of person to where if you, if you work for the business in any capacity, like you get your just due. Like not even if it's not immediate, you know, if if you really actually are cut from the same cloth as me and put in the effort and you, like Doug, you know what I'm saying? Like he's been doing stuff this whole time, yeah. For he's learning his own skills, you know. Yeah. But he's doing it for the brand too. Right. Because I'm gonna get all the pictures, yeah. but I'm gonna promote his page. You know? Yeah. I'm yeah. not paying him for that, but I pay him every weekend when he comes out. You know, to, like yeah. when we did work to I paid him. Yeah. Um, it's like stuff like that. That's those are. The kind of values that I hold. I'm talking way too much. No, no, man. You're take great. it back. Take it back. No, you're you're good, man. Take the mic. Um, I know you're talking about uh, Eastern Market. I guess for someone who doesn't know, I mean, what what exactly is Eastern Market for someone who hasn't heard about it? Eastern Market is the oldest, or no, it's it's the longest. God, I'm gonna get this wrong. Sorry, <laughs> Eastern Market people. I know better. I know better. <laughs> Um, it, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a very old open air market and, um, it's been around for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. It's a nonprofit. Now it's a nonprofit, you know, back in the day, it was just a place where people met to sell things. Oh, okay. Because Detroit was started on, uh, strip farming. You know what that means? No. no. Strip farming is instead of having a square plot of land, you mm-hmm. have a strip of land. You oh. know, the, the five spokes of Detroit. How, like, you know that shirt I designed, the original street shirt on the front had that pattern with the circle and then it had, like, these things that went out and over? That's yeah. literally the roadmap, the original roadmap of Detroit. Oh, really? It's called the Five Spokes. It's like Van Dyke, Gratiot. Like, there's uh, other ones. I don't want to say all of them because people are going to kill me. Woodward is one of them. Shout out to you guys. Um, <laughs> but basically, um, originally, Detroit was farmland because of the location and uh, the close, how close it was to the river and the trade with uh, French, the French people in Canada, the French people that came to Detroit. Yeah. That's why all the Detroit street names are, for the most part, French. Oh, okay. Even Detroit itself is it's a French. French. Really? Of French origin, yeah. Because huh. the original name is like, uh, well, no, it's like uh, something, something of Detroit or something. There was like a few different words, like the whatever you know he wants people are gonna kill me <laughs> yeah. but uh but that's why it's shaped like that interesting but the yeah. market the market meets like here we go hand time <laughs> shout out michigan folk <laughs> yeah, this minute. is say this is detroit right yeah right off the detroit river right eastern market is literally like a like a quarter mile to a half mile from the detroit river when oh we when we rent scooters we ride them all the way to the river and back huh. before we set up and it takes like, it's less than a half hour both ways really? on, a, on a bird scooter, full max speed. <laughs> yeah. um, but basically, Eastern Market was a place that was off of that little river Okay. that everybody that had crops and had things to sell, mm-hmm. that's where they brought it. Beaver pelts, guns, ammunition, anything people would need back then, settling a new place. Yeah. That's, and it's still there. Yeah. Um, it may have not had the same name. It may have not even been organized for a very long time before it became what it is today. 
but like they still uphold the same traditions it, where and that's that's the best part about it is they take brands like ours and they they like see value in that and they they give you like every opportunity to meet genuine authentic customers yeah but ultimately long story short long story long uh it's a, it's a place that on the weekends you could go down in the city and yeah. you could get a bunch of handmade goods made in the city or close to the city tons of like really good uh like small batch like food companies um like salsas and hot sauce and popcorn and oh, cool, yeah. uh like kielbasas and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then you have people like me that sell clothings and uh like accessories and home goods yeah uh people sell candles like like literally you could make a candle business which doesn't even cost that much i love candles so that's something i'd probably do yeah and literally just like pour a hundred candles on a friday night yeah which doesn't take that much time you could sell them for five bucks each at eastern market and make hmm. 500 bucks the next day Shit, but you yeah. got to put in the work to you know we made way more money when i brought doug on because he's more social than me yeah i'm like a counter punch salesman i wait for you to say some something to me yeah doug he's he's like the punch you twice salesman okay. he's gonna say hi to you yeah. and then he's gonna like oh i see you're looking at that what size do you wear Oh. And I'm already grabbing the size because I'm eavesdropping. Yeah. And I bring the size and he puts it in the guy's hand. This is like stuff we worked on together. Yeah. But like that immediate like social positive, mm-hmm. that's something he already had. Yeah. You know, that's why we brought him on because if he was just like me, it'd be pointless. Yeah. We wouldn't even do as well um, because we'd just both be waiting for people to say something to us. Yeah. We'd probably just be talking to each other. Yeah. How, how long have you guys been doing Eastern Market now? This is the fourth year. This fourth is year. Doug's Doug's first full year was like last year. Okay. Does yeah. it does it run like all years? Like, like the a- Saturday market runs all year, but it, it condenses because okay. you know farmers sell through their stuff and people that make yeah. food based on seasonal items, mm-hmm. um, they really don't. You know, yeah. so when you make a food product, you have to get everything from the same exact place. Oh. Otherwise, your formula changes altogether. Oh, interesting. So they really take that serious. Yeah. So when when you can't get any more avocados from wherever you get them from mm-hmm. just that's it it's, you yeah. wait until spring you know that's uh, why spring is such a big deal at the market yeah. and that's why we do so well like because people are ready like everybody's ready like all the farmers like people are ready to go like ready to sell like whatever it is that they sell it's like the customers are ready to buy the vibe is cool people are like street performers out there there's companies giving away like free beverages and food all the time yeah there's a lot of food trucks really it's kind of like a it's like a, a fair. Like, if you think of, like, the, the most authentic definition of a fair, yeah. that's really what it is. Okay. It's a fair every weekend that, you know, we get to go there. And, like, we have a bunch, we made a bunch of friends there, other vendors. And all the vendors that we're cool with, like, we all provide for each other, too. You know, like, so if, like, Doug and I get some, like, like breakfast sandwiches, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we might get a couple for other people. And then yeah. next week, like, people will come up and just give us, like, a whole box of donuts. Oh, cool, like a donut yeah. person and be like, yeah. oh, hey, we didn't sell all of them. You guys yeah. look hungry. And Doug's like, Doug always is like, yeah, free food. I'm always yeah. like, no, I'm good, you know, yeah. until they like, are you sure? And they show me, I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, right. I'll have to take one of these donuts. It's kind of like a cool little community down there then. Too, you got to yeah. come out, man. It's, yeah. it's serious because listen, being an artist, there's, there's a million ways that you can, I feel like you can incorporate a community like that into what you do and really that's that's where i find most of the value from being a part of that eastern market is 
uh, like, you know, when I'm in this office, I'm in this office by myself a lot of times unless yeah. we're doing something, you know, unless there's mm -hmm. something where there's other humans where like this, right? Yeah. Like, when was the last time you came over? Right. And you definitely didn't bring all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it's like, it gives me the excuse to go out and like actually sell more than just online. Yeah. And it's whole different. It's everybody, every ethnicity, every color. Yeah. From absolutely no money at all from the homeless people that lurk around over there. Yeah. To like filthy rich people. Yeah. Super filthy rich people. And for the most part, there's like usually never drama. Um, never too many like big things. Like people don't get shot there because because the market is like self-defending. Like really? the vendors. Yeah. If the vendors feel like somebody is in somebody else's booth trying to steal, mm -hmm. they're going to let them know about it. If like somebody comes like a say there's a patron that comes up to somebody else's booth and is like belligerent like say they were yeah. drinking like because yeah. they do tailgate parties at easter market in the fall mm -hmm. for the lions okay so people will come to the it'll bring a lot more people to the market but a lot of them are drunk oh and sometimes it does cause issues but you know if there's like a problem at uh like our buddy teddy's booth we're just going to walk over there anyway. Oh, what's going on? Okay, cool. You know, like, yeah. just like if somebody comes over to our booth or if somebody's stealing from somebody else's booth, I'm like, hey, bro, keep an eye on this shit. Oh, yeah. You know, we do that. So there really is, there, there's kind of no way anything could happen. And if it does, I'm sure it would be, you know, that's, long story short, guys, <laughs> community matters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, I guess changing changing uh, topics here, I, I know you've done a lot of work you know, in the, the music industry, you have connections there. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you, you making music or playing music. I know that you... Don't know if they want to hear about this. Oh, come on. No, I was in bands for a long time. And um, uh, and this was, like, before YouTube. This was, like, pure volume. Yeah, If I you didn't have pure volume, yeah. you didn't even know. Yeah. And I've been, I've been, I was in bands for so long, and I've been out of bands for so long. Yeah. It feels like I haven't been in bands ever. Okay. Like it feels like if if I fucking got on the stage in front of a mic stand, yeah, I'd be like, yo, what the fuck am I doing, dog? Yeah, <laughs> like my hair is a little long right now. I might yeah. have to go get it cut because yeah. I'm fitting or like I don't fit in. But yeah. I wanted to play that show. Yeah, why are you flipping this on me? I'll talk about the music scene in a minute. Okay, <laughs> why why won't you join my rudimentary <laughs> rudimentary but fundamentally solid? project two minute and 30 second song song lengths acoustic emo band yo not even acoustic like yeah. we can have some drum samples yeah it well, we, we, let's do it you need, you need you're a liar though come you can make the music in literally two minutes bro you gotta record it here i can't record it you we can record it here we can use fernando's mics for all i care <laughs> yeah. because the the worse it sounds the, i think the better it is but the thing is you got to fix yeah. my voice that's why i need you well you got to bring extra aux cables you know the good ones the good, i don't yeah, have the, the thick <laughs> ones though get the 10 pack yeah that's what you need <laughs> yeah so every now and then i get inspired i'm like fuck we can make so many like cool little little ditties you know like yeah little fun things that are like so throwback yeah. so throwback yeah and so derivative yeah. that it sounds like something different no i have genius listen bro yeah. all this all this business stuff i'm talking about yeah all this marketing and 10 years of this i could do the same thing in music it's just yeah. a product yeah and if it's authentic and you're having fun making it somebody else will have fun listening to it 
and they will stream it, and then Spotify will give you point zero 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 three cents. Is it? Yeah. Is it I that? don't know. I don't yeah. want to get sued. <laughs> Spotify ain't listening. Yeah, no. They don't know what's really going on. <laughs> it's low though. That is low. But yeah. It, it's it's like uh, I read somewhere. It's the equivalent of if you remember in like the nineties when CDs cost like twenty dollars. Yeah. It's like the equivalent of if you sold your CD for six bucks. Really. Well, you still had to pay to press it, so you paid like oh, like yeah. a dollar or something for like the finished jewel case with the the nice paper and all the mm-hmm. lyrics. Like that was the whole point of that was the experience. Yeah. Buying music and having the paper that made you like love what you were listening to more right. and the pictures. Right. Um. But yeah, like we could do that in a heartbeat. You could easily make the music, but you have to make my voice sound a lot better. Yeah. yeah. I need I need like it really wouldn't, Doug. It really wouldn't. <laughs> no, that's the thing, man. Like I know we've talked about I'm not it the best singer, so I'll put it out there, Doug. Douglas. <laughs> with, Douglas. With an O and a U. You guys can't hear Doug because these are real mics. <laughs> but we have the peanut gallery chime in. <laughs> Shit. But uh hating it. But that's the thing, like yeah. I actually like like uh voice modeling and stuff like that i think yeah. it's cool when you listen to uh, a lot of these like trap rappers and soundcloud artists and yeah. like these these like very fundamental kind of in like grassroots like like little peep and stuff like that yeah where you could tell he's inspired so much by something mm-hmm. that even if like his early stuff like because he i don't think Lil peep is the best singer right yeah he's he's like very derivative but he's so derivative and, and exaggerative yeah that like it's so entertaining to me yeah. That's why I like that though, so much. You know, like music like that so much because to me it's so authentic. Yeah. Regardless of how technical it is or mm-hmm. like if it's on pitch or on but that's, key. Yeah, I think like too, if you've got something that's authentic and you can kind of, uh, I don't, like you can connect with, you kind of forgive like the technical aspect. That kind of goes for anything too. I think about that like with filmmaking or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can make a great video or a great film with a great story and like people will forgive it if you're not shooting on like, you know, crazy expensive, you know, equipment 4K, you know, like no one, I mean, I don't want to say no one cares about that, but that's, you know, same kind of thing, man. If it's authentic and people connect with it, they forgive the, the technical stuff. But. Well, I think, I think like most consumers only pay attention to the technical stuff if everything else was bad. For example, yeah. like say you go to the movie right. and you're watching like, like werewolf versus uh, Frankenstein. It wasn't that a movie? Uh, listen let's say you're watching flubber right yeah it's robin williams robin williams like one of the golden standards of um thespianism shout out to the thespians man (laughs) thespians anyways but he's like the gold standard yeah disney is literally like the gold standard of uh intellectual properties yeah. I don't know about the gold standard of telling stories. Yeah. But they're the gold standards of intel- intel- owning intellectual properties, licensing, branding. They killed it. Yeah. Literally. Who else could turn a, 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 a group of like rudimentary car? I say rudimentary too. Who else <laughs> can take a group of cartoons and then build like huge theme parks out of it? Yeah. You know, that's, it, it takes a lot. And that's all story. Really. Yeah, yeah you right. Think about it. Like the Disney cartoons to me. Yeah didn't look as good as like acme cartoons and acme cartoons you know like looney tunes yeah they had so much adult themes in there yeah like so they were supposed to appeal to like everybody right yeah and and i feel like a lot of the acme products like the looney tunes that's like classic timeless stuff right but in my opinion it just doesn't 
hold a candle to what Disney does. And that's all story. That's all branding. Yeah. It all goes together. Yeah. But if a movie is bad, but the, the special effects were cool, people be like, yeah, it's cool special effects, but yeah. uh, I'm not going to go see that again. It's three hours of yeah. boring, you yeah. know? Yeah. Or if a movie is like The Blair Witch, where it's telling this compelling story and it's so poorly put together, mm-hmm. but the hype around it. And you can't go on the internet to watch it. Yeah. You had to literally physically be there and film the thing yeah. on physical film, uh-huh. put it on a big VH, a big tape, copy them and like try to sell them or whatever. If you wanted to pirate stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. But everybody, there was so much buzz around the Blair Witch Project that everybody was like, I got to see it. I got to see it. I was like eight years old. And I was like, look, guys, <laughs> we're getting into this movie. Yeah. All my friends were terrified. Yeah. We rode our bikes to the movie. We had no money. We're yeah. too young to get in. It was rated R. Yeah. We snuck in the back door. I was the last one remaining. I saw the whole movie. My friends dipped in like 15 minutes. Yeah. I had like one friend ride out like 30 minutes. Yeah. He's like, I got to go, man. I can't see this. Oh, no. I'm like, all right, well, my bike combination is this. Yeah. Lock my bike back up when you leave. <laughs> I saw the whole thing. It was yeah. a bad movie. It was awful. Yeah. But like the hype around it and the story, it became successful. Yeah. And sometimes things are supposed to be bad yeah. to grab you mm-hmm. and then you make a lot of money. Yeah. It's huh. like all the rap. Like not all the rap nowadays, but there's so many rap artists nowadays yeah. where you know they have a lot of talent, but they intentionally focus on the to grab your attention, like do wild stuff. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the narrative around them yeah. more so than the music. That's why even if the music isn't, like, as good as, like, what people, like, the standards people hold rap to or used to or whatever. Right. You're still entertained by all the antics. Yeah. So people buy into the music because they love the character. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense, actually. But, man. But that's why we can make a band. Well, it wouldn't even really be a band. Literally, listen. Yeah. We'd, we'd make, like, four songs. We'd have the illest cover art. Literally the illest cover art. Yeah. We'd make a YouTube channel for the band. Okay. We are not putting our name on it, period. Okay. We're going to boost the post. We're going to put YouTube ads on the videos so we could get more views. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The, be, the fact that people don't know who it is and if the visuals are good and the music is something. See, like, I want to pull on nostalgia with the music. I want to be almost parody like almost parody but okay. not parody okay does that make sense yeah maybe a little bit explain a little bit more so by almost parody is like say you say you emulate like a couple different vocalists that you like yeah but you might over exaggerate some of the straining parts or oh. you might just you know like ray schremer how they uh do like random stuff with their voice yeah, yeah I think they so. like over exaggerate things that act cartoony yeah it's like a joke but because it's different, it's like, oh, wow, this is kind of supposed to be, like, humorous or whatever. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting. Okay. I, th- I think we could do that. But it'll never happen. This is like a vapor band. This is literally like a vapor band. Like, yeah. yo, we're getting these people together. <laughs> we have logo. You know, remember when people did that? Yeah. They're like, yo, my boy Ralph from down the street, Louie. <laughs> like, nobody plays instruments, but we got a logo. We took uh, profile pics. <laughs> You remember when bands would do that? Down by the train tracks. How how stupid. Yeah. Listen, did, did the photographers literally go, okay, guys, bring uh, black v-necks and black <laughs> jeans. And they're like, yo, Attack Attack did that. Yeah. And then somebody's like, well, really, August Burn Red did it before. And then somebody's like, 
Well, actually, I saw a Cradle of Filth do that. <laughs> Not really, but yeah, right. You get the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we'll we'll do something. I, you know, we, we have a logo, a website, <laughs> a, a, a teaser video. Yeah. Can you imagine these bands that put out teaser videos? Yeah. And they don't have no music. They literally are just like. Fuck, I had this like arrangement of different pads and like industrial clanks and it yeah. kind of builds up. It's got a build up, but it's only like seven seconds. Yeah. And the video is just gonna be like me smashing the glass on the floor, but it's slow motion glass breaking. Yeah. And then as soon as the build up is about to crush, it's gonna go to a black screen. Boom, EP and coming you, soon. And tell you the date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they're gonna go get it recorded by some schmuck. Yeah, yeah. You gotta record that on GarageBand or it ain't yeah. real. <laughs> audacity oh man no that's too hard it's <laughs> too hard. it's very you can't do anything on if you want to get yeah. audio onto the computer yeah. you use audacity <laughs> if you want to model any of that audio yeah. or change it or Dude, it's horrible. i don't even know i've seen audacity but before, it was free but it was free. it was free yeah if you wanted to start making any kind of recordings back yeah. in the day yeah that's what you did yeah and we use it for our podcast today oh do you it's literally like the same audacity yeah. that i used like they haven't changed anything yeah do they do, i mean they've got like effects in there right or i mean no. no really no they have like the basic like compression or okay like you you can like fade things yeah um but we actually have another plugin that we use that's like separate from audacity okay to, to model all the the mics you know to do like the levels and yeah. to make sure it's you know fernando's voice is louder than mine so he might peak more Okay. So to get all the levels, was that mixing? Is that what yeah, you call it? Yeah. Like we mix it through that, but we just record it with Audacity. Okay. And it still sounds awful. <laughs> Gotta get this set up, man. I'm gonna tell you what I think you should do for your podcast. <laughs> yeah. But not on the podcast. Okay. All right. Because if you don't use the idea, yeah. I don't want anybody else to use the idea. Because if I want to use it, yeah, then it never existed, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Don't forget. We'll, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, let's talk uh, outside of Epian Royal. I know that you run a few other businesses, um, you know, like Onyx City. And, you know, more recently you've been getting into, you know, subdivision cookies and whatnot. Yeah, but, it's really um, uh, more so like passion projects. Yeah. Because um, the Onyx City thing came, it was originally, originally a skateboard brand. Yeah. My buddy Robbie and I were like, we want to make boards. Mm-hmm. And like all the boards, all the graphics at the store suck. It's like, it's, I, I appreciate the graphics today. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm like a little more distant from skateboarding. I appreciate them for their like slapstick or maybe cartoony art style. Cause I actually really like the graphic designs of Pogs. Po- oh, Pogs. Pogs. Man. P-O-G-S. You know what I'm talking about? Probably. I don't know. Oh why. my good. How, oh man, I forget <laughs> how, how young you are. Listen, <laughs> Pogs. Yeah. We're a circle piece of cardboard, a thin, dense cardboard, right? Okay. Like a good, good, like almost like a credit card, but made out of cardboard. So hard, right? Okay. And on the top, it would have like a picture. And they had like world famous graphic artists at the time. Like, and this is like 90s and 80s type time, you know, it was really okay. popular in the early 90s. Yeah. And so it was like Pokemon cards, you know, like all these businesses made them. It wasn't even like, there was a brand Pogs, a Pogs brand, mm-hmm. but literally like it was lawless. Like everybody made whatever they wanted, different shape Pogs, spiky Pogs, hologram Pogs. And mm-hmm. what you would do is you'd buy them from the store. Yeah. And they weren't that much money. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a couple bucks for like a huge, a bunch of Pogs. Okay. And you keep them in a big tube. 
so the tube was just big enough for the pog to fit you stack them all in there yeah so it was like uh one of those like say imagine like a like that tube at the bank sure oh yeah and I know that, what you mean. that thing fits yeah. in there perfectly they yeah. all just slid in there oh. and the point of pogs where you had a mouse pad so you get a little bounce and you stack up your pogs and you go oh you put up 10 pogs i'll put up 10 pogs yeah and you stack your pogs up yeah. you hold on to your pogs right yeah you take i'll stack my pogs up yeah you take your slammer, which is a really thick pog, usually made out of like metal. They got crazy with them. They made them in like the shape of bombs, like different shapes. Oh, okay. Like literally like using gravity and manipulating different shapes of slammers to do for different things. But I had this thick metal one. Okay. And it yeah. had like a textured, I had a bunch, but this one was my favorite. It's like a gold, it's like brass or something. Yeah. And this, the whole point of pogs on the backside of the pog was usually like the company logo, the business that made those pogs. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of pogs was you take the slammer and you throw it on a pog, okay. uh, on a stack. Yeah. And whatever pogs flip up, I get to keep those. Oh. So I just I just slam my pogs, my slammer on your pogs, yeah. and they all flipped over. I'm keeping them. Oh. Huh. And I get to pick I get to pick your pogs that I want to play for. Okay. So if you got favorite pogs, don't even bring them. Oh yeah. But that was the whole thing. You get to pick your favorite 10 out of mine, I get to pick my favorite 10 out of yours. Okay. It was like the be- and like they wouldn't always all flip over. Sometimes they wouldn't flip over at yeah. all. And then- so we could go 10 for 10 pogs. Mm-hmm. Your slammer is different than mine. Maybe like the density of the pogs are all different. Yeah. They have different manufacturers. Yeah. So if you hit my pogs and none of them flip over hmm. and they just spill but none of them flip over. Yeah. Those are my pogs. Okay. You don't get no pogs. Yeah, All yours flipped flip over, over and I took 10 of your pogs. Oh, shit. And yeah. those could have been your favorite. You never know. Right. But that's why you always played with like ones that you didn't like. Yeah. So you'd buy so many of them because you'd find so many you liked. You're like, nope, can't play with these. Yeah. And you'd have like a huge collection of bad ones. Okay. Yeah. Like crappy ones yeah. that you just huh. didn't care about. Dang. Yeah, but pogs, yeah. they had like scratch and sniff pogs, hologram pogs, really? plastic ones, like Man. see-through. Like they had a... It was cool. It was like pure 90s uh like madness you do you, know? do you remember any of your favorite ones you know like yeah i had this one it was called acid rain it was literally like if you can imagine like a 90s like skull right a yeah. hand-drawn skull in the 90s and yeah. then the background had like pink flames or something yeah. and it had like a holographic silver rain Okay. And it was melting the skin off of the skull. Oh, that's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, it was called Acid Rain. But it, they had a lot of stuff like that, like the gnarly kind of... If you can imagine, like, Nardog 80s, Nardog 90s type stuff, that's, like, what it was. Acid you know, like a rat in a hot a hot rod, yeah. burn, burning oil, and, like... Yeah. Like, Jason, and, like, all these pop culture things, and... It was, like, kind of the craze before Pokemon took off. But the cool thing about Pogs, it was like gambling too. Oh, oh, is that is that what Pogs look like? Well, let me put on the specs. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah, this is exactly what they. Oh wait, yeah. Is look, that? see how there's a skull on one. There's a there's a skull on one. There's a yin yang. There's like Eminem Pogs that probably were not made by Eminem. Yeah. And if they were, shout out to Eminem for being smart with their marketing that back back in the day. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's like little characters from shows. I had uh, eight balls and yin yangs. These yeah. these are like Pog brand Pogs, I think. Okay. The yin yangs. These are like rare ones. Really? Because I had some of these. This is like probably somebody's collection or some shit. This yeah. is an eBay listing. Oh, That's where okay. this picture's from. I see. Let's click yeah. the eBay listing. This yeah. isn't my phone. I'm on Grant's phone clicking <laughs> links. <laughs> Do it, man. On eBay. Here we go. 
Damn, two dollars and fifty cents for thirty-five. All right, Damn. put a bit. Now I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I guess they weren't rare. I thought they were. I actually had some of these, but that's cool because huh. these are like Pog brand Pogs. Uh, I don't know about the M M&M and M ones. Yeah, but I, I had the Yin Yang for sure, and I had eight balls. There was like a anything that was shaped like a circle in the real world. Yeah, they made a Pog. Really, like a bike tire Pog. Oh, and that's it'd be cool. like a photo of a tire, a yeah. clock face Pog. Like okay, it was it was literally lawless, and it was all just based on like graphic design that's cool yeah it was like graphic design collectionism in the 90s and in gambling because yeah i'm I'm hyper competitive i was ruthlessly seeking kids out to play pogs with really i had huge pog collections (laughs) massive ones like literally if you go to like elementary when i was in elementary school in the lost and found there'd just be tons of pogs in there really tons and tons like loose floating around just like not like somebody's tube sitting there and they're gonna come get it it's like floating in the lost and found we go like me and all my friends we go to each lost and found there was like one at every main entrance yeah and we just take all the pogs take all the pogs yeah and we were ruthlessly like <laughs> savage about we never play each other because we always wanted like a big collection so we'd be oh. like a gang of pog flippers Damn. literally going around the neighborhood we play with the big kids too because yeah. pogs were pogs were like the type of dudes that wear doc martens and oh. had combat pants oh. and like the long olive green <laughs> Like a uh, denim jacket. Oh, okay. Yeah. They played pogs. Oh shit! The yeah. bad sixteen-year-olds from the nineties, <laughs> like like the villains in like the Disney Channel original movies with the slick back, long hair. Those were we would seek them out. Yeah. Because they were like pog legends, but I was good, and yeah. we and like literally like fist fights got out over pogs, and like because oh, people people would like bring their collection with them, right? Yeah. So they could show off. Okay. But if you bring your collection yeah. and you ask me to play, yeah. that that pog belongs to you is free game. If you don't want to lose it, you can't bring it. That's like the rule. That's the rule, yeah. Pog, pogs get deep, everybody. Welcome back to the Pog Podcast. <laughs> you know the craziest thing, bro? That was your idea. You know idea. the craziest thing? <laughs> yeah. Listen, bro. Pog, the actual logo of Pog, yeah. the actual name of Pog, yeah. and the, the, the original like caveman mascot of Pog. Yeah. A orange juice company bought all of that, and they just they they made an orange juice company called Pog. Really, I have I've seen the packaging and stuff, mm-hmm. but I've never looked at the bag. But I almost feel like they don't even acknowledge Pog at all. Yeah. And it was like somebody like maybe nostalgic, like maybe they were a teenager when it was relevant, mm-hmm. and they just had money and they're like, "Fuck it, man." Buy it. I, I'm I got yeah. I'm doing this business. I like Pog. I want to buy that logo or whatever. Wow. Because I want to buy the Glamour Kills logo. Oh really? Because they're not making no money. They're not doing anything. Is that the one with the pig and the wings? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's and it's like a a cutout. There's no yeah. draw like line work. It's literally like like if somebody cut a pig out of pink construction paper yeah. and cut wings out of white construction paper. Yeah. One wings, one pig. Yeah. That's why I like it. I want to buy it, but I don't think the owner wants to sell it. Really? They're not doing anything anymore. Well, I was sending him an email every like week, like. For too much straight, yeah. I really wanted to buy it. I do, I remember. Like, I really. That. I was. I was like. I got a thousand dollars for this. Yeah. There's no way he's making a thousand dollars on this still. Yeah. He did not reply to my emails at all, really? and he's in this book. That's how I found the, the owner's name and that. Uh, not the jet. I have a book. Is it the power one? Uh, or no, no, it's called Threads Not Dead. Oh, okay. That was my only resource for other than Google search when I started at Beyond Royal to like kind of learn. Yeah. Oh. I got that book in like 2012. That book oh. is a, is a case study from. Like, a lot of the biggest, like, underground clothing companies. Like, people that do like I do. There's a brand called uh, Glamour Kills. They interviewed them. They interviewed... Uh, there's a brand called Paint the Stars. There hmm. was um, 
like Johnny Cupcakes, brands like that, the very weird niche ones. Yeah. But he didn't reply to my email. Oh, fuck. I think he's offended, though. Why is that? Because, you know, when people do clothing lines, usually they choose to stop. Okay. Because it's super hard. Yeah. And you have to make a lot of sacrifices. And a lot of times, like, you put in a lot of effort into something that is, is supposed to express you. Yeah. And when people try to, like, tear you down or, like, belittle it, which happens all the time in clothes, specific, think about it. Yeah. What is, like, people, that's all they do is, like, oh, yeah, you don't even got real Yeezys or, oh, that's some fake this oh, or fake yeah. that. Like, right. who cares? Yeah. About, it's, like, the aesthetic. Like, but that's how nitpicky our people are. So yeah. if you start a clothing brand with no money at all, mm-hmm. and, it, like, literally, if you look at that shirt, there's no custom tags. It's, like, the thickest single layer of plastisol literally they did not print (laughs) flash print these shirts they were like these are budget shirts it's printed on hanes beefy back in the day they called them heavyweights now they just call them beefy because heavyweight is offensive yeah (laughs) Uh, maybe i don't know probably but the the shirt like literally the the thickness of the shirt is is like an afghan it's so thick it's so coarse yeah but is that one of the first designs then? Or no, the, that's the very first that's shirt. That's the very first one. The, the, the very, very first, first shirt. shirt that ever came off of a press that was for the public. Because like, wow. when I first started Epion Royal in like 2008, I was like just making shirts on Zazzle for myself. Because yeah. I didn't want to wear anybody else's brand. Huh. Like I, I wasn't trying to be sponsored skateboarding anymore. I kind of like didn't talk to any of the people that like hooked me up with stuff. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to do my own thing. And, okay. and uh, you know, like those shirts at the time were way better quality than my shirts. And mm-hmm. now they're not, you know. Yeah. But back in the day, it was like people would look at it and be like, oh, that's not Diamond Supply Co. Or that's not DC. That's not uh, Asphalt Yacht Club, you know. Mm-hmm. They're like, there's some whatever. But I feel like a lot of brand owners, they just choose to stop. Yeah. And I think when they choose to stop, it's, it's very hard, you know, like. I don't think I've ever thought about stopping, but I, I definitely thought about like what my life would be like if I didn't do Epion Royal. Even if I did other businesses, I have to do this one too. Yeah. Yeah, because this is this is what gave me like existence. Like this this yeah. brand gave me purpose. Yeah. So if I if I if I trade the thing that gives me purpose for finances, I'm gonna depreciate thirty percent. Yeah. You yeah. know. Right. Inflation is gonna kill me. So think about it. If your dreams boil down to a uh, dollars and cents it doesn't sound like a good investment to me with the inflation rate mm-hmm. there's more to life than finances so to run a clothing brand it's a lot of hard work even when you're making a lot of money it's it's more work yeah. literally like people think when a business makes more money you're like oh it's easy no it's real it's way more work as doug like if we if we do eastern market and we really go in we we have ton of inventory we're hyper we're happy we're going in yeah. we're working hard yeah, I'm not leaving that booth unless it's to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. He's not leaving that booth unless it's the same, or we're like going to buy some drinks from the store or something. Okay, yeah. And I think that guy, he just probably was like, he just decided to stop, or maybe he made enough money because they made a lot of money. Yeah, they worked with all the biggest brands. Yeah, like I remember all, they were every band on Fearless got stuff from them. I just when I think of Glamour Kills, I think of All Time Low. That's, that's it yeah well and and everybody else on fearless though okay that's yeah. what you think but right. they, but uh glamour kills was sending they're they're like they were in bed with fearless you know just like yeah. start was with like we came as romans yeah. it's like people that came up together yeah um and i'm pretty sure that the all-time low the alex guy yeah i'm pretty sure he was best friends with the owner of Uh-oh. glamour kills anyway that makes prior sense. to that okay just like just like aaron from start was like best friends with we came as romans before either of them even became 
relevant and obviously yeah. stars and stuff like that yeah, yeah. um no, I forgot the original question. Oh, man, I lost it, too. Oh, my man. God. The yes. people listening to this, they know what the original question is. They're yeah. like, what, what am I listening fuck? to? Yeah, right. Who is this guy? And yeah. why is he taking control of this thing? Yeah. But no. Um, yeah, man. So I, I figure if I sent the email, maybe he was just like, man, like, maybe he just still wants it. Or maybe oh, yeah. he's just keeping it because it's important to him. Yeah. Just like I would never sell the rights to my logo, even if I yeah. didn't do Epion Royal. Yeah. I'd do another business with the logo just because that's how I feel about it. Yeah, that's another thing I, I wanted to ask you, too. Like, the, the bird and the diamond. I mean, where's, you know, what's that signify to you? Well, like, when I first made it... uh um, when I first made a design, it wasn't even supposed to be a logo. It was oh, just, really? I was like, I, I downloaded some t-shirt templates online yeah. and I was just messing around with placement. Cause I was like, Oh, I really want to print some stuff, but I, I had Photoshop. So I was just playing around and I found the bird in like a wingdings typeface pack. Oh really? And I found the diamond in like the second version of the wingdings pack, like wingdings one and wingdings two. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this bird is cool. So I, I put the bird on my canvas I was like, all right, I'm gonna keep it there for a minute. And I was just looking at pictures, and I was like, oh, this diamond looks sick, you know. Yeah. Now I took both of them, and I put them together. Yeah. But I I switched them up a little bit, mm-hmm. but they look very much like the original Wingdings. The current logo is completely illustrated, like it's all original it's everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like most of the stuff we do that isn't directly like a spinoff or a spoof of somebody else, you know. Yeah. We don't do too many of those, like the Pokemon Go shirts. Yeah. Like the illegal business controls Detroit shirt. Mm-hmm. That's like a spoof off like a Supreme shirt. It says illegal business controls America. Oh. Yeah. So I that's like our that. spoof of that, but their yeah. aesthetic fits our aesthetic anyway. And that, that statement is, like, applicable regardless. Yeah. And we always have so much fun at Eastern Market. Like, people, like, take it offensively. People yeah. agree with it. They're like, what do you mean by this? We're like, we leave it open to interpretation. <laughs> yeah. And they hate that. Yeah. Because that, that triggers, like, the nana nana boo boo response. Because yeah. it's like, uh, hey, what do you got in your hands? You're like, nothing. Yeah. You don't got shit in your hands. <laughs> you remember that being a kid? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I don't got nothing in my hands. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> All right, give me a piece of your candy for it. All right. And you're like eating the candy and you just go. Nothing there. Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Because really, it's, it's really just kind of like a spoof off another brand that I like. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, mm-hmm. it's applicable. Like, I thought it was funny. And yeah. like, when I post it online, I was like, I'm going to get flamed so fucking hard for this. Like, yeah. Pe- people don't know what parody is. Yeah. People that dislike me are like, oh, that's ripping off. Mm-hmm. But like, I laughed my ass off when I, when I like found a typeface that looks similar and I put it all down and I made a picture and I made a JPEG and posted it. Yeah. I was like laughing. Yeah, really? I'm like, I'm, like, I'm going to delete this in five minutes. Yeah. This, this is going to get me burned alive. But then everybody, it got like 60 likes or something. Really? Yeah, Damn. people were like, oh, bro, when are you going to put that out? I was like, oh, shoot, next week. Like, I'm Sam ordering my blanks like, yo, let's go. <laughs> come on, come on, yeah. Yo, I need some screens. <laughs> we're doing it. Oh, man. A few people like it. <laughs> this is good enough to put it into production. <laughs> yeah. But that's how I've always been, you know? Yeah. I'm like, if I like it yeah. and it, it gets a reaction out of me, somebody else has to like it. Yeah. And that's with everything in life. You can be the worst singer ever. Listen, when I was in bands and they were like awful bands, you know, like the really bad ones early on. Mm-hmm. We still had people that were like, we love you, making yeah. making posters and shit, like, yeah. yo. I had this band called <laughs> Sounds of Arcadia. Okay. It's like still, it's it's still on MySpace. Really? I don't know if you can listen to the songs, though. Dude, I saw I don't that. know if you can listen to the songs. 
and you can't yeah. download them anymore. Dude, I, heard, I wanted to get those songs back because I don't have them. MySpace, if if there's anything, MySpace only has music from 2015 up until now. I just oh, saw. nope. It's nope. gone. Yeah. All my nope. old shit's gone. That's a big no for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like 2000, like the last band I was in literally was like, like 2007. Damn. Yeah. Damn. A long time, but yeah. like the first band I was in was like 2002 or something. Okay, jeez, yeah. yeah, oh wow, yeah. I got that Lost Prophets album, the Start Something album. Okay, I like that's it. I gotta make music, I can't do this no more. Yeah, like that album just spoke to me at a young age, so I was like, all right, it's time. Like, just started <laughs> buying shit, like getting a job. Like, yeah. yo, we gotta get it, let's go. Like, my yeah. friends, I'm like, all right, you gotta play bass. Yeah, like, you know, when you have stupid friends. Yeah. Bass, listen, bass guitar, when you actually are a practitioner of the bass, yeah. is very impressive. I think yeah, it for is, sure. is an amazing instrument. Mm -hmm. In a post-hardcore band, no. No. Hell no. You, you could have started, you, you bought your bass a week ago. You hadn't even touched a bass prior to that. You listen, know? <laughs> I was in bands. Yeah. I was in bands with bass players that plugged their thick cable. Yeah. Directly into the PA mixer. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I can't make this oh, up. Oh my god, that tone. I can't make this up, people. Oh, that bass tone had to be amazing. Listen, you want to know what the sound guy did every yeah. time? Turn no matter where the f where we were. <laughs> What's that? Literally was yelling at me. Yeah. Because I'm the only guy that has the thing to talk back. <laughs> hey, motherfucker! I don't even play bass. <laughs> And like literally, he's like, all right, yeah, I got it, I got it. Shit's all the way off. Yeah, all the way off, man. And then the bass player doesn't even know. <laughs> we don't have in-ear monitors. Yeah. We could barely, the floor monitors aren't even set up because we don't even know how to sound check right. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> the, the, the sound guy's like, yeah, well, I'm just going to go flirt with these girls over here and get yeah. drunk. Yeah. You know, like turn the bass all the way down, though. And then we were just sitting there with like line uh, six combo amps, like, oh, the, the, like the, the spider, like the spider yeah, one, yeah. like the original spider, like 35 watt combo amp <laughs> with the red branding. Like they used to have that burgundy plastic on the thing. Okay. Yeah. And they had like these, like, I don't know if they're bronze, but the knobs, like, you know how now that's all black and they had like the clean logo yeah. with the chrome knobs yep. or whatever. Yeah. Back in the day, the, the amp was like red pretty much. It had this oh, big okay. red plastic thing. Yeah. That's like what we played with. Really? Like combo amps. Combo amps. Not yeah. even mic'd. But that was like Man. early, 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 like, that was a long ass time ago. Wow. But Jeez. yeah, it, it, got, it got dark. It got No, it started man. dark. But I think all music starts horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It regardless does. of it who's does. making it. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you miss putting on shows regularly? Like, yeah, I do. I do. But like, for the reasons like people don't put on shows. Okay. And by that, I mean like, like when I had shows, we made lots and lots and lots of money. Yeah. More money than most of our local competitors, and that's why they hated us. Yeah. But the thing was, I spent a lot of money on the production of the shows. I put mm -hmm. a lot of money into marketing. Yeah. I put a lot of money into the like we got literally physical laminate passes. Who else does that for yeah. VI? Or who else yeah. does that for a local show? Yeah. And it's literally people are like, oh, why do you guys do that? And it's literally because some people out there will never play in a band. And they love the brand, and they want that little plastic piece. Yeah. You know, they yeah. want they want the plastic piece so they could feel like they're a part of the culture that they love to be a part of. Mm -hmm. But other That's promoters cool. would they would talk so much crap about yeah. me for selling like VIP passes. And yeah. it's like, look, our shows are in the winter. Yeah, this this pass gets you in a half hour early if the venue isn't being mean. You know. Yeah. 
if if you're gonna buy merch, especially our merch, you gotta get there early because, like I said, we were only doing every design was like thirty shirts, and when it sold, we'd be like, all right, yeah, tough luck. Maybe we'll do a different color, but um, hmm. yeah, there's a lot of money to be made in shows, but um, like I like doing it because it was like my excuse to get everybody together to like force people that i like to all beat each other and to all be a part of like because epion royal it really kind of created this like like almost like a cult village okay it's not like a group it's not a tribe it's not organized enough to be a tribe but it's like a village of like and i'm talking about like decor decor you know like the people that go to shows early and stuff like that yeah like they want to be in there early they want to get the merch early like they always had limited edition stuff at every single show yeah people that cared about it and they wanted that but like Mm -hmm. other promoters would ridicule that and it's like literally these people want these things so they could get in to get these other things so they can go meet bands and like these people still idolize these bands even if they're local like they, you could still have admiration and like yeah, express that but sure. like other promoters they would like poop on it but it was like i missed that aspect like we made a lot of money mm-hmm. and we always sold a lot of clothes but like literally i didn't know what we sold till i was at home counting the money oh really? like, i didn't give i didn't care that much i cared yeah. about making the money because i organized it so well yeah but like when i was like just in the moment mm-hmm. you know like my mind's racing and i'm doing like 50 jobs at once yeah like running my booth or running from my booth and like i got four friends helping me and like everybody just putting the money in the cash box and shit like running a raffle or getting on stage and like thinking like i would get on stage at every single show and just say thank you to people for coming yeah how many promoters dude no how many people that promote shows actually get on stage and say hey guys you know before the first band gets on stage Mm -hmm. i just want to stop say thank you for coming out you know i would say that every show and i would think about what i was going to say and be thoughtful about it like literally like and they would all be along the lines of like, you know, I started this brand in the trunk of my car. You know, I see a lot of familiar faces. I see a lot of new faces. Like, yeah. I appreciate you guys. Like, everybody wants to come talk to me. Like, come over here. Like, I wanna, I wanted to make friends. You know, like yeah. all the friends I have now. Give like, I didn't meet Doug until I was doing it beyond Royal. I didn't meet Robbie until I was doing it beyond Royal. I knew Fernando in high school. I knew my friend Brian in high school. Yeah. There's other people that we're really close with. Like you too. Like yeah. I never knew you until I did it beyond Royal. Right. And when I started, I like got rid of all my friends yeah and all my friends after that came as a result of my business you oh, that's know? interesting so yeah. to be able to bring like my friend friends my my new friends in the, the like music environment and then the, the spectators and like there's so many people that came to our shows that never would go to a local show ever really never ever ever yeah, like just... literally you've been to the shows yeah it's, yeah it's mostly not hardcore kids yeah you're right almost all of it is like not there's like a good 30 percent at our like peak capacity of like local support mm-hmm. but we always brought friends family new people preppy people like people yeah. in like law school like yeah. literally like there's literally famous people on my shows every single time yeah. there's reps there's reps from alternative press at my shows every single time yeah. like literally people uh like half the band bayside came to my oh really yeah i'm not even kidding i don't even know bayside like that yeah they were friends with this one girl She's a stripper. You know, I don't want to drop names. Yeah. <laughs> People follow what I do. <laughs> but she was like cool with all the band guys. Yeah. And okay. then they came out to the show and they bought laminate passes to get in. No shit. Yeah. They bought laminate passes to get in. And the guy at the door knew who they were. Wow. This guy came up to me. He's like, yo, Bayside's here. I was like, what is that? <laughs> I-, I was serious. I'm like, he's like, shall I let him in? Yeah. I was like, yeah. Or, or did they pay? Yeah. He's like, not yet, but. 
I'm just letting I'm seeing if it's cool vibe. You know, it's Bayside. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I was like, yeah. I was like, man, some of some VIP passes, bro. Yeah. And like they like the the band was literally like, so what is this laminate? Is this like a touring show? Yeah. And I was like, no, we just make VIP passes because they look cool and people yeah. love them. And they yeah. want to feel part of the music. They're like, that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. yeah you know, cool. and that's like a lot of bands do that. Yeah. Nowadays, like if you get a VIP all access, it looks just like the tour pass. Yeah. It says like the the date. You know, it's not like a real tour pass, but right. but it's it's close to it. That's yeah. like what I always wanted to provide. So I put yeah. all the band's logos on there. Yeah. And like half the bands had like, oh my god, bro, scene drama. Yeah. But no, like. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's why I miss most about shows. Yeah. Um, because I think that that sense of community is like important. Yeah. It really no, absolutely. Like, uh, my online sales were at their highest when I was like most active like that. Yeah. But now it's like Eastern Market is so crazy. I'd be a fool to not keep cultivating that. Right. And the audience is like, there's no malice. The thing about music is like, people are people that make music have to be super passionate about it. And when you're super passionate, you have some kind of insecurity about it. Mm-hmm. When you see everybody else that might be doing more than you, or maybe this promoter ain't putting you on their show, and they're putting some other band that you hate, there's like a lot of weird tension. Yeah, and I, I like I dealt with it for for like almost two decades, yeah. playing shows, booking shows, and working with bands. Yeah. Um, and I just hit a point where I'm like, man, like this guy with this clothing brand, like he's just relentlessly trying to, like throw rocks at me i never even talked to him in my life yeah this guy's like making all this stuff up i'm like literally because my shows bring people out right you know so for me i was like man how can i keep putting energy into an environment that's like partially trying to destroy me yeah damn you know even though i love music Mm -hmm. i love bringing people together and i love having an excuse to sell clothes and new people like that's the best part Current customers, that's awesome because if they stay for a long time, they buy the new stuff, the old stuff, that's great, you know? But they know why they're invested in, in the brand. Like, they know whether it's me or something else, the videos or the pictures or there's something, some reason why they're invested. But a new person, they're literally, they see that design. They don't know me from videos. They don't know me from pictures or any bands or any, none of that. They yeah. don't know me from, they don't know me from nothing. Yeah. Most of these people think I'm just like a regular old dude selling shirts at, like the swap meet yeah but we we go there we run it like it's a store yeah like we're the we're one of the only people look at doug over here <laughs> we're like one of the only vendors that run to run our business like a store yeah. we don't leave early we we get there early we get there half hour earlier than almost we get there half hour earlier <laughs> than most people and that's only right now. and we don't really? yeah we don't even rush to set up you know we yeah. take time we we catch up we hug we 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 talk about what we want to do today like that's the level i'm on yeah. And I, I can't have any sort of like malice in that. Even though I love music, yeah, it's like uh, I kind of have to love it from a distance, you know? Sure. I, yeah. I, and it's like the local scene imploded. Like literally when I left, yeah. everybody that was hiding in my shadow when yeah. I moved yeah, evaporated in the sun. Really? Think about it. Yeah. All the bands I worked with, yeah. don't say any names. We're okay, not promoting yeah. them yep. on these platforms that we build. Yeah. Think about it. Think about bands I worked closely with that got signed. Yeah, did, yeah. Did I, the minute I stopped working with them, fizzle, fizzle, fizzle. I, yeah. Because when you're the guy that introduces them to the people that are signing them to do business, mm-hmm. and then they don't hold up their end of the bargain. Yeah. And now the people that is your contact is looking at you like, man, yeah. your credibility is messed up. Yeah. So like, let's say I have friends in another band. I was like, oh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna take it personal. Yeah. I gotta help. Yeah. You know, I'll make calls, but it's yeah. like or I, I would have made calls. Mm-hmm. But it's like if if somebody's in this label and they they're like investing a lot of money, these A and R's, it's like if I tell an A and R about somebody and the A and R brings the pro brings the band or whoever to the label, yeah. Like it's that A and R's reputation and my reputation. And it's rock music, so we're not making royalties if these bands get signed. Like if if I brought yeah. if I brought the hottest rapper mm-hmm. to Def Jam, yeah. I get a finder's fee. I get I get a cut oh. off of oh, yeah. Really? If you huh. do real business, like yeah. if you just bring a guy, hey, I got this hot fire. Here's the link for free. Yeah. Like you ain't even gonna know his fucking name. Yeah. I'm gonna play you this music. We can't record nothing, but I want a percentage of this. Yeah. That's, that's like why A and R's exist in the first place. Okay. They go out and scout. Yeah. Bring them to the label because they get a little percentage off of that. Huh. It's just like Lil Wayne and Drake and Birdman and like uh, Rap a Lot Records. Yeah. Like a lot of people are making money off Drake, but you're still making a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. I miss doing all that, but maybe someday. I think I, I wanted to this year. I really wanted to. Yeah. But uh, like things just got so heavy for me. Sure. And booking a show, booking a show is like, bruh, it, it's lot. literally like you're going to start a business in three months yeah and then the day the business starts is over yeah that's what a show is for yeah. me at least that's yeah. why they were mostly all successful yeah um because i was literally like i'm starting a show called loyalty fest or i'm starting a business called loyalty fest yeah i need to have the product i need to make sure the product is promoted mm-hmm. displayed that's why i always made like little teaser videos i had sizzle reels yeah. for the local bands on my shows yeah yeah I and i would that. spam them i would put my own money into facebook ads to promote these like little sizzle reels yeah and at the end of the day, it's like you don't get recognition. Like the minute like you're not like helping these people out as much as they you used to or something, mm-hmm. it's like completely switch. Like yeah. oh, I don't like you. Yeah, and I can't be a part of that. Yeah, you know, no. I, I want if I invest in you emotionally, financially, physically somehow. Right. It's it's because like I want it to I want it to be a perpetual thing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to be friends with somebody. And I'm like, no, I want to chill around this guy. Yeah. As Doug, I never am like, so and so's coming. Yeah. Because I'll be like, we're just not inviting so and so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. Like, oh, this activity is not an activity that so and so would even like. So and so is gonna ruin the vibe. So we just do it on our own. You yeah. know, it's just stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And did you even have questions? Like, I feel like we. we I had, did, man. You probably I- had way more questions than we actually. Rifle some questions, and I'm gonna give you. Real short answers. All right, man. Don't, don't laugh at me. He's like, you can't say nothing short. All right, here, here's a fun <laughs> you one. You guys got through like two questions. <laughs> we really got like four. Each one is like a stanza. Actually, like we, footnotes. we've kind of hit some notes that I wanted to talk about, but I guess a little side thing, you know, since you know, you're influenced by music, if you had to narrow down your three top favorite albums, what would they be? Well, you have to say a genre first. Come on, dude. I listen okay. to way... You watch my Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah no, no, You no. literally watch my Instagram <laughs> stories and think, who is this? Like, what is he listening to? What's... What are these lyrics? What is yeah. this rap? Like, you yeah. literally... Like, I've never heard this. Yeah. This guy listens to the most random music ever. <laughs> like, people hit me up. Hey, what band is that? All right. Like, I don't know. There's a Shazam. Is that like an app? You can yeah, no, dude. Yeah, 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 I use that. Yeah. Do your Googles. Google 3 does that shit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. what yeah. figures it out for I'm you. like, this, this is old music. Right. You ain't gonna find it that quick. Do your Googles. Okay, let's say just give me one genre. Let's we do, can do other genres too, but give yeah. me the first one. Right, Pick we'll one. S- we'll start with like the the hardcore scene. 
Just like, Less, I'll just call it like uh, like rock. Y- yeah, that's fine. Like yeah, whatever. Guitar based. Like loyalty music. fest, like that kind of scene. Uh, I, like it wouldn't be anybody local. That's for damn sure. Sure, sure. All the local bands that I love are like not around. Yeah. Like for dire life's sake, like that band is crazy good to me. Yeah. There is a band called. Um, Oh man, I must not like him too much. A second too late. The drummer actually was the salad. The listen, <laughs> listen, the drummer was that. Yeah. Uh, the drummer. Yeah. What he actually got a job. Yeah. As the salad guy, at Red Lobster. What? Yes. Damn. Okay. I'm literally like John. What are you doing? Yeah. He's got AFI bangs, dark long bangs, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like a pudgy guy at the time, you know? <laughs> He's the drummer, right? And yeah. drummers are always pudgy. Yeah. How do you move that quick? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. How are you playing the double bass in all of this yeah. with all these fills? And you're like 80% body fat. This is crazy. <laughs> Shout out to all the drummers out there that are <laughs> thick. Thick. Thick um, fat beats. But yeah, like, but like bands like that, like they're not even around anymore. Yeah. You probably never heard of them. No, I haven't. A Second Too Late? No. For Dire Life's Sake? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna play one song for you yeah. before you go. Yeah, like, yeah. Not right now, because it's like a five minute song. This is 2000 something. Okay. Long songs were long. Yeah. You know what's crazy? You ever hear the first Under Oath album? Yeah. It's literally like black metal, but Christian black yeah, metal. Isn't yeah. that the craziest thing? Yeah. Think about this. There was no Christian black metal back then. Right. Under maybe in like Europe and stuff. Yeah. Under Oath was from Florida <laughs> and got big making. Yeah. Christian black metal, yo. Yeah. Do you ever hear like Cries of the Past? Right. Their first album, it's on Amazon Music. Yeah. And it's by like a label nobody's ever heard of. It was the only Under Oath album on Amazon Music for like years. Really? And then, because if you search Under Oath, it didn't bring up any of the popular stuff. It's that album. Because that company's like, yeah, we'll put it on Amazon. Yeah. Because Amazon like never has the like best stuff. You have to pay for the super premium service to get the newest stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like always looking up Under Oath, trying to look for their only chasing safety, but that yeah. album always popped up. But I had the physical album. Yeah. But I, bu- I bought it later because it came out like '97. Okay. Can you, can you, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Under Oath, the band Under Oath. Yeah. Most of the members, besides Spencer Chamberlain, yeah. Started that band in 1997, as children, like literally yeah. like 15-year-old children that are like, yeah. hey, let's make Christian, let's make black metal, like it sounds like this. Heavy, heavy, heavy. Yeah. But all the lyrics are about God. Yeah. They got big off that. Yep. And later in their career, when they're like, eh, mm, yeah, they're not really a Christian band. People are like, what? Yeah. Because they never even heard that f- first record. It was almost like, my perception of it is like slapstick. Okay. But you never get an explanation from them. Yeah. Like you, nobody's like, hey, remember that record in 1997, yeah. Rise of the Past? Yeah. What was the inspiration for that? That's what I would ask. I wouldn't even care about their new project. Yeah. You listen to an interview, they're like, yeah, we got this new project coming out. It's yeah. the best stuff we ever wrote. I'm like, yeah. I heard that on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> You're not tricking me with this. <laughs> Do you like their new record? You listen to it? Yeah. Yeah. I like Spencer too, though, like as a, as a person. So, yeah. Like uh, Sleepwave? Yeah, yeah. I remember Epion that. Royal was a sponsor of Sleepwave. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, really? like immediately. Like, wow. Um. But but that was just like a side project. Yeah. So it wasn't something that I was like. And when I worked with bands, I should have been a lot more like just tons of gear. Like, hey, can you put it on? Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? Yeah. But I was like usually cool with all the bands that I gave stuff to. Yeah. So I was never like, yo, please. But sometimes I go back. I'm like, man, I should have took a picture of this guy. I should have asked for this. Guy. Like in the clothes or like just for the memory. Like I wouldn't even care about po- most of the pictures I have with like no no noteworthy people. I don't even post. It's all yeah. about Hopson. 
Oh yeah. Well, well, Hobson, I actually never met him. Yeah, I, not it, in real life, but like but, a music video or whatever. Or are you guys talking about something else? Well, Hobson, uh, our product was in one of his music videos, yeah. but he had like a, a a rap battle, a live stream on this website. I forgot what the website is now because it was like replaced. You know, YouTube. They're like, all right, we'll make a live stream too. Okay. But they used to have this live stream battle, and uh, I would sponsor all the battles. So I would send free uh, stuff to the winners of the battles. Yeah. And um, like literally, because I was just like a fan of Hobson. Like I found his like uh, the Nocturnal Rainbow song in like 2011 or 12. It was like super early in Epion Royal. Okay. And that was like a reason why I couldn't like just over give people stuff because I like didn't have it. Yeah. But I had people that were like noteworthy, that like had some interest. Yeah. And then like. But I sponsored all those, talked to them on the phone once, and like I've I've actually live streamed with them too. Like really? if you try to find those like Hobson live rap battles, like I've popped up on there. Like yo, thanks everybody, blah blah. blah. Like just as a sponsor and wow. shit. Yeah. But he's wearing the shirts in the video or in the live rap battle videos because he's like judging everybody else shit. Yeah. I think they were like looking for talent or something for the Funk Volume label. Yeah. But um. Man, I'm probably getting all these facts wrong. I'm so speculatory, man. <laughs> I observe so much. Yeah. But long story short, like I didn't even really talk to him that much or anything. Yeah. And then like a year or so later, uh, they post like the Ill Mind of Hobson six. six. It was like five or six. Yeah. The one where it's like best friend or something. Yeah, over about his something. yeah. Yeah. And I was like literally just like, oh shit, new Ill Mind of Hobson. Like I was just watching it in like my old office on like my crappy laptop sitting on the floor. And I was like, skirt. Yeah, I saw my shirt. Yeah, it, it was literally yeah. like a split second in the thing. Right. Yeah. But but you could see the back. It's literally the shirt that I'm wearing. Yeah. yeah. It's the exact same shirt that I'm wearing, but the purple one. Okay. Yeah. Literally the same shirt. I was like, it's oh got... my god, that's dope. I'm bragging right now. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. haters are like, yeah, but it's not really in the video. Hops ain't wearing. I was like, I don't give a. It fuck. doesn't matter, man. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Like I don't find my value from like the actions of other men yeah yeah I'm a right. man yeah right you know like other other men's actions don't pleasure me you know yeah like so i don't care if like he was wearing it if it was in the video yeah. somebody made that decision yeah, yeah somebody right. was like yo let's put this in the video yep yeah absolutely. so to me i was like that's it that's all i need yeah. i don't need to like overly develop relations but yeah like yeah. i've worked with the hobson and uh like i don't know if you heard of the band drop that gorgeous yeah yeah but like uh early on like i've been talking to them forever yeah um and then when they started a band called bleach blonde i was like oh my god i love this band so oh, much it I, was literally yeah. listen bleach blonde is literally the music i want to make there's a song called cement pastel i didn't realize that was those guys though yeah oh, it's literally man. almost it's the drummer yeah. and the vocalist from drop that gorgeous oh, okay huh. and then they had a they have another band currently it's more like an alt pop yeah. and they got signed to um They got signed to a record label, the same one like Nick Jonas is on, and like Demi Lovato, uh, Island Records. Oh, okay. Island Records. It's like, either way, um, they got signed to that, and it's yeah. literally like, it was the keyboardist, the original yeah. keyboardist, yeah, the vocalist, yeah, and the drummer. Just the three of them made the electronic music, and it was like alt pop, but now it's just the singer and the drummer. Okay. But the but the music. It has to be syndicated somewhere because when when like their songs come out, mm -hmm. like it's on alternative radio for a minute, you know, like not a long time, mm -hmm. but I have a feeling like that's like those uh, label dollars, you know, like yeah. doing a little bit of promotion because like those guys they got robbed under label, you know, 
Yeah. Like back in the day when you're 15, 14, 16 signing record contracts, yeah. you're signing the word perpetuity for streaming. Like streaming oh, didn't man. even exist, but all perpetu like uh like they they would sign over licensing rights oh. in perpetuity to all future media. But back then they were worried about the physical sales and they would make most of their money like immediately, you know? Yeah. Unless they had royalties and they they got licensing and publishing and all that. Yeah. But they didn't. You know, like most people didn't. And most yeah. po post-hardcore, there's a lot of post-hardcore bands that if they got royalties and like publishing and yeah. on their like biggest songs, they could probably still have pretty decent lifestyle, you know? Yeah. They could probably earn like a few grand a month on top yeah. of like whatever job that they chose to do. Yeah. Just because of their hottest songs that like people still go back to. Like think about it. Think about Chiodos yeah. and the song No Penguins in Alaska mm -hmm. where the best friends become redefined. Like... If you're going to listen to Chiodos, those are probably songs that you're going to go to first. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to go to all the filler stuff. Yeah. And those songs you go on YouTube, those are typically the songs with the millions of views, but these yeah. people sign contracts before YouTube. Yeah. You can go in and legal battle, but like you don't have the money. No matter who you are, you probably don't have the money. Got to you got to do your homework before you start, you know, messing well, with Well, you it, should yeah. hire a lawyer. That if you're too. doing business yeah. and you don't know business, yeah. Hire a business lawyer. It'll cost you a few grand, yeah. but he's going to go over the contract for you and he speaks legalese yeah which is a language we don't speak yep like the most elizabethan english i've ever had to read on paper i'm yeah. like whoa i can't even do this yeah i gotta <laughs> research some of these words real quick yeah but yeah like a lot of those bands they got taken advantage of and, and that's why they quit it's like yeah. you work so hard as a child like an angsty young teen young man yeah. to put something out mm -hmm. and then somebody takes advantage of you and it's it's the it's the people that you idolize too you know all these kids they back in the day they idolized rise records it had the cool logo with the big r they had like the best bands yeah. like the the devil um, wears prada, prada yeah. dropped out gorgeous uh and pretty much attack attack mm -hmm. attack attack started the whole everything that came after yeah was because of attack attack yeah, yeah. everything that sounded similar yeah right like, you know there's so many subgenres of that kind of music yeah. that people be like no it doesn't sound nothing like bless the fall i'm like oh we're splitting hairs here. <laughs> if you're singing like that yeah. you're singing bad with auto-tune and yeah. there's breakdowns in the middle yeah. and it's literally like the spongiest yeah. spongiest kind of music mm -hmm. breakdowns sound spongy to me spongy mm -hmm. it's like this oh. like yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i know what you're saying yeah like some it, before Attack Attack, it was not cool to have dumbed down metal music like that. Yeah. Before Attack Attack, it was not cool to have auto tune and you're like got screaming at your music. Yeah. Before Attack Attack, it was not cool to have techno like generic techno. Yeah. Like generic sound pack loops <laughs> in the music. Yeah. It was not cool yeah. at all. Yeah. And then this band like from Ohio. Went to Joey Sturgis. Yeah. Well, they there's a there's a place called Paper Tiger that filmed their very first EP. Okay. But the EP is what, like, kind of won them over f with Joey, and then Joey w worked on the Someday, Someday King yeah. Suddenly, yeah. which is like their biggest record ever. Right. Yeah. But yeah, man. He's a. Uh, is he? He's like. He's kind of local, right? He's rich, man. He is rich. Yeah. Yeah. He's not local. He's never home. Yeah. How's he look? He, did, he like, owns a house and he doesn't live there. Yeah. He's, like, flying around, hanging out with Cell Dweller, like, drinking yeah. wine and stuff and yeah. eating cheese. Like, 
Yeah. I don't know what he does. He collects royalties, bro. Dude, that, when you make an app, yeah. when you make a Facebook post, it's like, hey, I'm selling all of my tones yeah. on cheap-ass plugins. If you're a developer yeah. and you want to make a lot of money, yeah. DM me. Yeah. That's a boss move. Yeah. What the hell? You're yeah. literally like, what, I get, what I'm known for, mixing and mastering these bands. Like he, At that point, he wasn't even doing the, the stems or nothing. He was yeah. not tracking anything. Yeah. Literally, yeah, it's like, mixing and, like yeah. Nick... Nick Matzkaus did like so many tracking for so many big albums, right? Yeah. And like Nick was like a apprentice. So okay. he tracked on big albums and made a lot of money. It probably didn't get his just dues. But he learned the education from him. Yeah. And Joey Surge is like, look, man, I'm sick of editing this stuff, man. This is mind numbing. Yeah. I'm selling all my skills. Like who does that? <laughs> yeah. Who's literally like, I got, I got these skills yeah. that pay me more than most of these other metal producers. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to sell them to you. Yeah. And if I you see. want me to mix your stuff, I'm going to use these plugins and layer them <laughs> on your stuff real quick. Yeah. And I'm going to add like yeah. a little symphony orchestra in the beginning and like towards the end. Yep. Make it a little cinematic. And yeah. you guys are sending me at least 10 grand for your at least, five, yeah. five track EP that you're still shopping. And then kids yeah. will like finance it. Like they're like beg their parents. They're like, there's always like a kid in a band with like a rich family. Yeah. So they're like, oh, please. And they're like, have Joey do it. Yeah. But now he's like, I don't even want to work. You guys yeah. take my work and do stuff with it. Yeah. Send yeah. me the check. Send me, you know what I, I see I see the ads all the time for his plugins. I, I don't. Yeah. But, but I know he knows social media. Yeah. He knows social media better than I know social media. And I've right. never, I don't say that about people. This guy, this, that's how he got to where he is. Yeah. That's it. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this guy was live streaming before it's cool to live stream this guy was like showing you the ins and outs of what he was doing mm-hmm. before that was, like people were not doing that they're yeah. not like hey let me show you you know like chris crummett is not like teaching people maybe now i don't know uh, i don't know you know who that is it sounds on, familiar bro, don't, don't even don't say it on the podcast because if somebody knows who he is they're going to be disappointed you don't know who he is that's all right man. and it's the name spelled with a k k-r-i-s you know i felt like yeah oh no is it spelled with a c no, his last name. God damn, why you have this fucked up name, bro? Chris Crummit. No, it's a, it's a C in the last name. Is it? So K-R-I-S and then Crummit. Yeah, his, his name is Chris Crummit, but the Chris oh. is spelled with a K and the Crummit is spelled with a C. <laughs> yeah. But he look at who he's produced for. Yeah. Uh, I see labels he's done, so I'm sure he's... Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Production Big bands just like Joe, Joey Sturgis. Okay, Mayday Parade, Real Friends, Dance, Gavin, Dance. Shit like that. Uh, oh, come on. Pick better bands than Gans- Dance Gavin Dance, man. This is the wicked. I respect people for keeping their hustle strong. Okay. But, like, I can't, I can't listen to a whole album of that. Yeah. It's too, too... I know you're offended. It's too nasally. It's a little bit. It's, like, too nasally. It's too Some noodly. of the old stuff. It's all right. I listen to Dance Till- Gavin Dance makes music for people that play guitars. Well, I listen to Tillian solo stuff more than Dance Gavin Dance and now. And for that, you know, I got a little bit more respect for you because I could never... <laughs> You know, like when guys got, like, does does he have range or does he just do the high pitch stuff? He does a lot of that. Does he mix it up? Yeah. And his personal he, stuff. He even has like some soft, like some like piano music. Oh, okay. See, because yeah. that's like what I can't get yeah. down with if it's one thing. No, no. You know, he like, has like a range of stuff. His last album was a lot more like, it was like really poppy, like almost like trying new, to like, be like, like Well, yeah, like, like some a, some stuff could have been like like, like oh, pop. Yeah, like on like the radio, like he yeah. had a song called "Cocky" that was like really, really good off his new album. Huh. Like I jam this shit all the time. He uh, shout out Jillian, man. 
Dude, this guy did uh, <laughs> The Greatest of All Lost Arts by Lower Definition. I don't know if you guys listened to that record. Who is it? Uh, Lower Definition. Oh, I didn't even pick my three albums. Oh, fuck, yeah. This is the worst podcast. You're gonna ed- <laughs> you're either going to edit this so much, or you're going to put like this. This is going to be like a six-part uh, podcast. A, yeah. No, because then people are going to unsubscribe. They're going to be like, this is too much. <laughs> edit, edit the cream of the crop, man. Make this your best podcast ever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, three three, three yeah. rock albums yeah. that I would like put on immediately. Yeah. Uh, 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 the Use and Love and Death. Yeah. Uh, AFI Sing the Sorrow, and uh, Man It's Hard. I feel like yeah. I'm cheating on people. Yeah. But you know, like, man, I love Lost Profits still, bro. Really? Okay. I, I love the the product. Yeah. Like I don't co-sign anything. Like the the vocalist is like punished for. Yeah, because I don't I don't like idolize men like that. Right. I love the product. Yeah. And like that album sounded so big. Uh, you probably didn't hear it, right. Uh, start something. Lost Profits start something. Okay. Yeah, AFI yeah. sing the sorrow and then yeah. use in love and death in like whatever order. But um, yeah. yeah, like that's that album sounds so. There's so much volume so in the music. Doesn't it yeah. sound so big? It's so like good. those those Last songs. Last train, oh, what? Last train home. Yeah. Yeah, like that's all the, of them. Yeah, that's. That's the one that I'm thinking of. They have a song called A Thousand Miles. All the yeah. songs sound epic, huge. Yeah, really? It was it was produced by uh Rick Rubin. Okay. Uh, he is had it? something in Rick Rubin is like Eminem, Jay Z. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. he he's like one of the original like producers for Beastie Boys. Oh shit, okay. Like he's like the Damn. guy. Yeah. He's bald, but he has long white hair. I'm pretty sure he even did like a bunch of like staple old school death metal bands. Too. He's done really? a lot. He's like, done that a lot. guy is like like the like most diverse producer in the world. And huh. him and Mac Miller put uh they recorded music together. Yeah. And like it has never been released. And Mac really? Miller since passed. Yeah. So I would like love to hear that. But that yeah, Eminem Berserk, that Eminem Berserk, remember yeah. that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. It was like real old school. It, yeah. I actually liked that song because it, it wasn't too rappy and it was like it was like three minutes long and it had like a lot of it was like energetic. Yeah. Um, but that was that was like a Rick Rubin thing. Okay. So like all the the elite people, like the Ed Sheerans, these are people that like they go to this uh, guy. Just, even if they he doesn't record their stuff, yep. like they still go to consult. They still go to get his feedback. He's yeah. like a genie. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. But, but he produced this. Okay. A meet like a, a a rock band from the UK. Yeah. That like nobody heard of, you know. Mm-hmm. And and there, like there's a lot of like taboo like bs that goes with this band but it's like i said like i'm a man i don't idolize other men yep i idolize the product yeah yeah. the thing the thing that was created yeah because a man is nothing if he doesn't create something yep what is what is it if a if a man sits around all day but he's not creating something yeah what is that yeah because if you think about it 100 years ago they had to build their house fix the catch the food right like what is a man if they're not putting something out there? Yeah. To be consumed by somebody. Yeah, absolutely. It right. doesn't. That sounds like a, a huge, just a person, you know. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was like that music just sounded so big. And anytime I post it, anytime I share it or yeah. like listen to it, be like, ugh, ugh, like, bruh, <laughs> I don't have nothing to do with them dudes. Yeah. This is a physical CD. Yep. So they're yeah. not really getting any money off me. Yeah. You can't even stream their music on Amazon. That's the only streaming one that I got. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Use code. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't have any Amazon associate links for the music. I probably should. Yeah. I have an associate's account, but yeah. I'll just push audiobooks to those. Of- <laughs> yeah. 
who don't read. Sponsored by Audible, right? Sponsored. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Vizio. Yeah. The best TVs at Walmart. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, okay, so those albums, if it was rap music, it would be uh, Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon, uh, the very first album. Um, it would probably be uh, Little Uzi Vert, uh, Love is Rage 1. Okay. Um, and these aren't like because these people are like the best rappers ever. It's just the vibe and the overall packaging, the everything, you know? Sure. Yeah, so the third album would definitely be uh, Machiavelli by Tupac. It was the one that was released like right after he passed away. And I love that album because it's so heavy and like it was like a lot darker than a lot of Tupac's other albums. Tupac had a lot of like real positive music and uplifting. Yeah. Like he was a, one of the first people that was like bigging up chivalry and like respecting yeah. women respecting your mom rappers didn't do that before yeah. but that album in particular that was when he was like beefing with everybody so okay. it was just so so energetic and it was a short album yeah it's like 10 track it's like very very short for a tupac album yeah before the tupac albums were like 20 minutes long but that's my that's my uh i could probably list like so many cds but we don't even have data space <laughs> yeah, so that's on. where we're gonna end it folks well thanks tim for coming on uh Thanks for coming all the way to my office and not making me drive all the way out to <laughs> Howell. Real quick, how could someone find you if they wanted to? Man, epionroyal.com. There you go. And then you add a product to your cart. <laughs> you add the size that you like, the color that you like. Leave a little note. I might give you some free stickers. Buy it. Here's a, here's a discount code. TBZ. That's my discount code, guys. You want to know how much that discount's for? Go find out. And if not, that's cool. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Hopefully I read somebody. And if you want to hear, uh, we have a little podcast. It's, it's wild. Um, so if, if you don't like wild stuff, don't go to our podcast. But it's at the uh, Epion Royal YouTube. E-P-Y-O-N-R-O-Y-A-L. Just search on YouTube. It'll pop up. We have like 400 videos or something crazy like that. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thanks, Tim. Thanks, man. Thanks for the pizza. Thanks for everything. You know, it's a good podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah! <laughs>